0: Welcome to episode 66 of the Reunion Sports Podcast. My name is Dan Kurtz, and joined as always by the man, the myth, and always the legend, Aaron Riley. Uh, Aaron, after stuttering out of, out of the gate, there, very excited to bring you and the listeners to episode 66. Uh, unfortunately, uh, no football. To chat about, I'm sure we'll obviously get some headlines and some cryptic Aaron Rodgers news news out of Colin Murray's camp, as well as Jarvis Landry tweeting up a storm, but uh, no games to touch on, which obviously stinks. And Aaron and I were talking, it probably doesn't make sense to chat about free agency yet or the draft yet because we'll have plenty of time to break down the Jets and Eagles and just overall needs, uh, free agency movement, draft needs, etc., obviously, in the coming weeks. So, today. Going to change it up, go a little heavy baseball probably, talk about a little basketball. Our guy LeBron James is in the news, uh, as he always is. Uh, Maybe touch on some hockey towards the end. Just got to see where the wind takes us with Aaron. How are we doing, my friend?
1: Hey, man, that's part of this podcast, like just see where it takes us and uh, see what sticks, you know. So I'm all for it. I'm I'm all in as as usual. So I'm ready to get it going, get it going.
0: Aaron is all in. Um, He's also all in on the baseball season, hopefully. (laughs) <laughs> happening on time it doesn't seem like that might happen aaron's got some updates for us on on dates and when the mlb is projected to obviously come back and, and start spring training it seems that people reporting the players association and owners are meeting this week they're probably locking themselves in a basement of some florida hotel uh probably just staring at each other for nine hours a day eating sell by sandwiches at lunchtime but i'm uh, not sure how much is getting done it seems like there's a plenty of issues to talk about, including salary cap, DH, extra innings, uh, deadlines, moving games. Uh, revenue was always a hot topic, obviously. But, but Aaron, um, from what you've been hearing, what is or reading? What is like your ultimate takeaway? And I'm sure we'll dive into a bunch of topics here. But like, what are some of the issues that that kind of like uh, come to mind when you're thinking of these two these two parties meeting?
1: Yeah. I mean, from what I hear, I mean, and, and what I read up on, uh, you know, it's there's a lot of, you know, moving pieces in this um, from what I heard just the other day. Um, and I want to say this was like probably February 18th around, around that day uh, in that ballpark, no pun intended. It is no pun uh, intended. <laughs> they uh, they basically had like a 15 minute meeting and then, I want to say the Ooh. Players Association uh, walked out. Uh, I, I believe, don't, don't quote me, right, or hold me to that. Quick one. <laughs> but ex- exactly that, exactly a quick one um, to a T. I mean, that, that obviously nothing's getting solved in 15 minutes when, when the two parties are not are not on the same side. Um, you know, there's been chatter that, you know, the, the luxury tax is part of this. The You know, maybe a hard cap comes into play as far as like you know what the owners want, what what MLB wants, what the players association wants. But it, it's all it's all kind of scrambled right now. And, and obviously it's not a good sign when um basically they they've officially postponed uh spring training games till at the earliest March 5th. And that's very, very speculative at, you know, as that date even being you know the date that, that things get going. So um if I was a betting man, I'd say they don't have a deal done by March 5th. This, this probably rides into like middle of March, uh, maybe like around March 15th to the 20th. That's, that's like a, you know, just a ballpark of when I think this could get handled, but it's, it's kind of scary in times that like baseball is, you could say like not progressing as, as a sport regardless. And like the, the whole thing last year, and I was listening to other podcasts, actually, I was listening to 1420 the other day and they, this was an older show. I was just kind of, bored and and going around like shows and things but they had said like how many strikeouts there were last year and how low scoring the wow. games were and, and how like the listener the listener the viewers of MLB like even Don Mattingly himself the, the manager of the Marlins he said like baseball is becoming unwatchable so uh, <laughs> if the game if the game itself like the content that you're consuming is boring and then on top of that like they're having negotiation deals with you know, within the league, like that's just—it doesn't—it's not a recipe for success. So I, I am worried at this at this current juncture of where where you know where it's going and, and where it's at right now.
0: The goat Don Mattingly, current MLB manager, <laughs> saying the game's unwatchable. I love it. Uh, man of the people. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. Most of that spiel, and I was hung up on the fact that they only met for 15 minutes. Um, I feel like Rob Manfred takes probably 15 minutes to take a piss. Um, so not sure how they met for, for that. I mean, he's, he's got to get up out of the seat. He's got to put the jacket on, hide the pit stains, got to walk across probably a massive ballroom, got to walk outside down the hallway. Like it's a good probably five minute trek just to so get to the bathroom itself. You know, I can't believe they met for 15 minutes, but um, yeah, it seems that, I mean, everyone's always saying that like, you know, we haven't missed games yet. We haven't missed games yet, but like, it's such a long season. I feel like people discount the fact that it takes, you know, Aaron Aaron was talking about this off air, but it takes pitchers and catchers like a long time to warm up. It takes batters, infielders, outfielders, catchers, etc., a long time to warm up and kind of get in the mode of baseball and in, in, in just in game shape for the season. Um, so the fact that we haven't been in spring training yet, they're talking about early March, obviously, which is quickly approaching, I think as Aaron said, if they go past, you know, the first week of March, get into the second week of March, there's no chance you can start on, I think I guess it'd be April 1st towards maybe like a end of March, last few days in March type of season start opening day. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's madness to me. You had the thing with, with CBAs and lockouts and like in sports leagues these days is that you have a goddamn deadline. You know, let's say the, you know, the NHL lockout uh, obviously happened back in 2012. Like, you had 10 years to figure out, okay, I like this in this CBA. I didn't like this. Let's meet in the middle. Let's compromise. Let's negotiate. But it takes you to the final hour to actually get to the negotiating table and then go into the lockout. I mean, a guy like um, Adam Wainwright, who's a, a respected player in the league at this point, I think he's a player rep for, um, he's in the Cardinals still. I have no idea. That's bad I me. Mean, I should know that. But um, he's been saying like the, the league and the players association basically opt in. To last year's CBA, but still like continue negotiations, but they refused to do that, um, which makes no sense to me because I guess they're, you know, don't want to pay for spring training or, or do whatever. So uh, I think it's just it's probably a combination of of the players and the owners. I think um, as sports fans, we're probably conditioned to like automatically side with the players on things, but. Um, I know it's it's obviously a little bit of both. One thing is the salary cap, which we'll definitely fucking get into. It it's just mind-boggling in the year of twenty twenty-two that a sports league in, in the United States doesn't have a salary cap. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's a whole slew of issues: salary cap, DH, probably extra innings rule, and um, it seems that like it takes a deadline for these two parties to get together and, and talk, which um, is is asked backwards in, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, like what you touched on i mean there's so many things with this that that could have been like handled better i think and and baseball's had its like slew of issues like whether it be i mean they've even discussed like did they juice the balls last year to try and make the game more exciting when you know people were hitting home runs and they you know they wanted to be a long home run they wanted to be electric they don't want to lose viewership like there's just been so many like hiccups along the way and so many like you know "Quote unquote problems like that baseball has had to endure, whether it be the you know Bud Selig's tenure. Like now it's you know you bring a newer commissioner in Rob Manford and it just doesn't seem to get better. It just seems like baseball is always like a hot mess in some in some respect. And it, now it's like, I mean, you could say it's at the pinnacle. I, I forget they I think they had a lockout back in what the '90s as well. Yeah, um, and I don't even think they played that year. So I, if I could be wrong, but." Um, yeah. It's just, it just, it's sad. And it, it's just, I don't know, man, it's unnecessary to me. Like they got one way or another, they got to figure this out and, and it's just, it can't continue to drag on. Um, they should at least have the respect for the fans, but you know, it all comes down to money at the end of the day. Like let's not, let's not kid ourselves, but.
0: Speaking, speaking of money, we'll get to this. We alluded to it a little bit. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on this too, Aaron, and the, The whole salary cap issue right now, baseball obviously has the luxury tax in place. Um, I think they're debating between the players association and owners um, whether to set that at a a higher level to allow teams to obviously spend right up to that, which is favoring your big market teams like the Dodgers, the Yankees, you know, Padres, Rangers, who have already spent pretty big this offseason before the lockout hit or set it at a lower kind of threshold and obviously, you know, help out teams like, you know, the Pirates, Orioles, Reds, et cetera, teams that don't have that bankroll. Um, but obviously, you know, penalize harshly the teams that go over that. But to me, it seems that least should just follow suit with, with the NFL and, and the NHL and just go for the hard cap. I think um, you, you look at the MLB, you could automatically at the beginning of each season, just fucking cross off 15 to 20 teams. Like there's 0% chance that you're winning uh, the world series or even going to the fucking playoffs. And, Um, it's obviously like there's, there's some teams out there that make some poor decisions like the pirates just haven't been good for basically our entire lifetime because a, they're fucking cheap and B they just make horrible, whether it be free agent decisions, managerial hires, draft decisions, whatever the case may be, they're just in purgatory, um, because of obviously the low spending, but more so the fact that there is obviously a, a lack of like brain trust there, um obviously like the Braves this past year, no one thought they were going to win nationals a few years ago. No one thought they were going to win, but there's a reason the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Astros the past years have been there consistently. And there's reasons why teams like the Padres and Rangers who are willing to spend more are going to be there consistently is because they're obviously have the money to go out and buy essentially better players. Um And that is just obviously a simplistic take, but like I, I'm, I'm always a fan of parody and, and you don't really see that. As much and obviously like the NBA and but like the NFL, the NHL, like anyone can win on any, any given night and I, I like that a lot. Like no one thought Joe Burrow and the Bengals would be in the Super Bowl. You know, no one really thought. Obviously, the Rams were good going into the season, but they had, hadn't been there in a couple of years and obviously we're coming with a question mark in Matt Stafford. So it's obviously not you know your team is winning every single year. There's always going to be parity at the top, but um, it just seems that the organizations that have been in purgatory in baseball past let's call it 30 35 years it, it, it continues to be the same organizations today uh, because they don't have that bankroll or, or cash flow
1: yeah i i think that's a that's a it's a great point great argument you can make um i would like i'd counter a little bit only with like like let's just say the tampa bay rays for example only because they're yep they're, their payroll is so slim but they they run such a you know you could say it's like the best run organization in baseball and you probably wouldn't be too far off there just because like they're, behind they're, the Yankees what's that
0: behind the Yankees. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: My guy Hal Steinbrenner is a dumbass, but continue. It's a good point. <laughs>
1: um, no, I mean, it, for, you know, for, for conversation's sake, I mean, you're I'm, I'm on your side, you know, through and through with, with that point. It's just like it, I, the Rays show that it can be done. I'll say that the Rays it, it's, it's, yeah. I'm sure it's hard is harder than hell. I mean, you, you got to think like, you know, if you ever seen the movie Moneyball, like the, you know, the the, 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 athletics I'm, I can't even get my words out tonight for shit, but <laughs> the athletics um, you know, how many years did they go, go to the playoffs and, and, and obviously have that magical season there. Um, but like, you know, when's the last time they got over the hump and it's just, it's, it's the season's so long too, man. Like you, you, By the end of like the regular season, it's almost like, holy hell, we still got to play a a postseason. Like it's, yeah. I'm not saying they should reduce the games. Like it's, it's a great sport in that respect. It's, it's, you know, almost every night, you know, your team's on, that's a great thing I think, but there's things about baseball that are so much different than other sports. And like, there's no clock in baseball. There's so many little, like just bizarre, you know, call it bizarre, call it, you know, just different, um, you know, aspects to baseball where um, it, it can be done without, you know, monster payroll, but obviously you don't even see the Rays, like, beating. It's not like the Rays are winning World Series either. So right. So, um, even even though they, they probably maximized what they have, the, the best of anybody in the league right now, but, you know, the Dodgers, how many times have the Dodgers been in the World Series the last four or five years? Like, it, it's it's kind of, like you, like you said, it, it's, to make a long story short, like, they – they have a tremendous advantage. Like if you can just go out and especially at the deadline, if you can just trade for, for people and, and you don't have to really retool your team, like the Nationals right. are like in the retooling mode. So they, they offed uh, um, Scherzer, you know, they off straight <laughs> Turner, like that type of thing. So
0: hundred percent. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I'm going to, I'll con- so if, if the Orioles make the playoffs next year, I will concede this point to Aaron <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Uh we all know that won't happen but but yes. Um there's obviously teams out there that that do well the Rays I think being Exhibit A. Um in in this case uh but yeah it's 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 rare to me. Um uh, it seems like baseball and and money and the weight of your checkbook um I think goes further in the sport of baseball than obviously any other pro sport in in the US which to me I mean it, it's more of like the soccer model of you know you're going to pay for Ronaldo a Messi uh fucking Neymar, and you're obviously gonna have the best players in your team and and you're gonna win but uh, at the same point there's fucking right ways to do things and there's wrong ways to do things and i think uh you know dmlb just needs to get with the times and and i and and get a salary cap and um you you would think that the owners would want one just to like spend less i feel like that'd be a cost savings um, for for a lot of owners, I could be wrong on that. I know the players probably don't want to because they're going to get paid less, and that's probably a sticking point for them. Um, so I'm, I'm very interested to see where this, where this shakes out. Um, and yeah, hopefully they get back soon because you know, to Aaron's point, like spring training, obviously you know football and spring training is going on. Like it's it always kind of just leads in nicely to baseball starting. There's obviously that excitement around April. You know, you got baseball going, you got the draft, you got hockey and and, and basketball heading into their playoff season. So the you know, Masters, March Madness, like it should be viewed as an exciting time, and like this is almost the lead up, and the spring training is almost a precursor to that. But just feels kind of empty, obviously this year with with all this bullshit going on.
1: The, the soccer, the soccer reference there. I mean, this guy kind will of, give you any. Doesn't matter what sport. Curling doesn't <laughs> matter. He'll throw names out there. He'll find a way.
0: Hey, I I enjoyed me some curling during these Olympics. I didn't watch much <laughs> else. Uh, but uh, the curling was on point as as it always is. Um,
1: I, I, I didn't see a minute of it. I, I don't. I don't know how I can sleep at night. But hey, um, of the Olympics, I, actually, yeah. To be to be to be completely honest with you, I didn't see a minute of the Olympics. That's probably yeah, no,
0: hey, not No. I hate American. It's, uh, no, no, no. It's okay. I just, you know, the Winter Olympics are always tough because, like, I feel like. I don't know. It's the it's it's first of all it's in China, which is like ten hours ahead of us or whatever it is. So like you're getting the results like on your phone as like a push notification, and they're showing it fucking ten hours later in prime time for no reason. Everyone already knows what's going to happen. Second of all, like for me, the lack of NHL players there uh, was tough to swallow. Like you always want to see the best on best in a tournament like that. So to see fucking scrubs off the street trying to piece together a hockey team it didn't make much sense. The women's hockey was great. I watched some of that. Um, unfortunately, the U.S. got second to Canada, but still great competition. Um, I, I feel like overall like the U.S. kind of sucked this year in general. I mean, I don't I don't have a final medal count in front of me, but I think we were we probably weren't even in the top five. I could be wrong on that, but it feels really? like we weren't.
1: Really? Wow, that's like that's fucking like, dude. Right?
0: Fucking uh, Norway was up there. They're just crushing the skiing events left and right. Uh, Russia or the Russian Olympic Committee, whatever they call themselves uh they were up there i think germany was up there um i think it's the problem with the winter olympics is like if we don't have a dynamite female skier and a dynamite male skier it could it feels like it's a lost a lost year like you had michaela schifrin come in expected to win like five medals she choked i feel like we haven't had a good male skier since like Bodie miller and he choked like back in the day um yeah there's just a lot of weird sports and the winter Olympics that like, if we don't have like top flight us athletes and like the marquee sports, it just feels like a weird, you know, year.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I didn't even like try to miss it. Like I, I do enjoy it. Like I'll usually, watch, <laughs> I'll usually catch some of it at the, at the very, very least. And like, I just commend those guys, like the ski, like the, I don't even know what they call it, but obviously the extremely fast skiing like contests and, and things of that nature, like the bobsled, um, those those people have like are seriously like brave out of their minds, in my opinion. Yeah. They are um, you know, and you got to think like these Olympic athletes are are from a different not to take anything away from these, you know, like the NBA, NFL, NHL, especially NHL, that's not a great reference, but like these other sports where it's like um, you know, like they train nonstop, they, they're on a team, this and that. Like these people probably go back and like, yes, they train, I'm sure, religiously and things, but I'm sure some of these people have like regular, regular jobs. Like they're, they they can not yeah. all just, you know, be chilling on competition money all, all year. Like, it, it's just such a different, like a whole different Avenue of like athletes and and how they go about it. I'm sure it's totally like same, the same in some ways, but completely different in others. Like it's such a, these are extreme, I would say extreme sports or, or like a niche sport you could say. like,
0: Yeah. Yeah, we. Uh, no, it's, it's. I think we're winning a gold medal in the U.S. you get like thirty grand or something like that, which obviously like isn't gonna do shit with all your. I mean, these sports are like crazy expensive. Like, how how often are you gonna fucking find a bobsled track, or find a ski slope, or you know find a cross country ski course or snowboard like jump fucking course? Like, I feel like the, the, these sports are so expensive just to purely train, and then you train for four years, your competition money isn't really coming through no one really knows who you are because maybe you haven't been there yet or like it's obviously out of season. So you're not getting that much endorsement money and then to go and then win a gold medal and then like go back into oblivion and like be a normal citizen for the next four years is like crazy. Um, So yeah, I mean, to your point, there's very few like athletes who can just focus on the one sport unless it's like a hockey, baseball, you know, basketball, obviously like those guys have their day jobs, but like, you almost got to work two jobs. Like, you know, normal nine to five or like, you know, working the weekends and then you're obviously getting supported by hopefully in endorsements. But, you know, it it's, especially if you get like fifth or sixth, like to be the fifth or sixth best person at some, at a sport in the world is like crazy, but no one's going to know your name because you didn't get in the top three. I would argue like no one knows your name if you didn't get in the top one, but that's a different conversation.
1: Yeah. No, I, like you I mean, all, all that considered, like it's just such a different such a different world for those people, and and like you said, I mean, think about it. It's only it's like one event basically, or you know, or multiple events at, at the at the most, and it's every four years. Like so, it's it's like your your margin of error is like zero. You could basically, say yeah.
0: And, and I mean, it did feel weird a little bit this year. Like obviously, we came off of the Summer Olympics. Like this summer got pushed back a year, so I think maybe people were just like Olympic fatigued, and those were obviously over in Asia and in Japan. So, you know, the time difference there was obviously an issue, but I feel, I mean, I feel like, you know, 10 years ago, you know, the Olympics were like must watch television, must see TV. And like, now it's, you know, kind of watered down. I don't know if it's just a societal thing or it's a marketing thing on the IOC or, you know, NBC was who, you know, obviously provides the coverage, but uh, maybe it's just like the lack of, like I said, like star marquee talent at a lot of like the premier marquee sports, but, who knows? Not not our problem. here. Thank God, we don't have to figure that that issue out.
1: I think uh, I think Daniel needs to take over at the Olympic Committee and just run the entire organization.
0: Hey, the guy who runs the IOC, his name is Dick Pound. Um, so I don't I don't think I should be challenging him for the throne. I think he he just has to have that job for or really get anything in life, you know, for however long he wants it, just because of his name alone.
1: <laughs> that's fair. That's that's hard to like. That's hard
0: to overdo that. Like it's that. I don't know. I don't know how, how you address somebody like that. <laughs> Mr. Pound <laughs> has the floor. Um, exactly. all right, Aaron, well, good, good Olympics chat there. I thought I, you know, never know where you get on the brilliant Out of sports podcast, but a uh, little Olympics chat just to wrap that talk up. I think we'll, we'll get back to baseball in, in a second, but, um, getting to the NFL, uh, obviously, uh, a league that's becoming sort of like basketball and you fucking open Twitter, you read the newspaper, watch the news, watch ESPN, watch Fox sports. And there's always some headlines, whether it be coming from an athlete, a team, you know, the league, et cetera, et cetera. This week was no different. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Jarvis Landry, all made headlines in and of itself, in and of themselves. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, starting with him, made a really weird and cryptic Instagram post thanking teammates, you know, coaches, friends, thanking his ex-fiance or ex-wife, whatever they were, Shailene Woodley, um, and just a really odd thankfulness post, or, uh, gratitude post, I guess, is a good way to put it. Um, he went on the Pat McAfee show, I believe, yesterday uh, on Tuesday, um, and it was basically, you know, I think everyone took that as like, oh, he's going to retire or he's going to make a decision to leave the Packers. Posted a picture of like Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb, and people thought that he was just like, oh, I'm saying goodbye to the Packers or I'm saying goodbye to football in general, but, um, just being himself, I guess, his like odd self is just kind of making a post thanking his closest people uh, to his circle and and kind of going from there. But not a not a decision yet on on his end, Aaron. But just a really weird post in general from Rogers.
1: Yeah, it's, you can. Uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of people that are either love or hate Rogers at this point. Like he he's definitely his own his own man. I'll say that. Like he does not like. He's, he might be one of the, like, I'm not going to say weird. He's like an outspoken, like, just in, in the way he goes about his life, or if he thinks it's the best way to live his best life, quote unquote. I mean, it's like he went on there, and I've seen, I saw bits and pieces of it. He said he did a 12 day, it's like a pin, I'm going to mess this up, but it's pinch. The cleanse? The cleanse, right. That starts with a P, it's a long word. Um, pancha karma, pancha. Pancha Karma, I think is you know I could be totally off there. Probably is that the uh,
0: AR AR12 method after the TB12 methods?
1: <laughs> yeah, that that uh, I think you're on to something there. But um, yeah, I mean like the guy just he like I saw basically he he goes off about that whole cleanse and, and the process and and everything that comes with that. And then he he kind of you know pauses and and starts to talk about like, well I was basically locked away from society and like, you know, during this cleanse, I'm like, you know, I'm sure that, I'm sure this, cle- you know, I've heard of cleanses before and, and this and that, but it almost sounds like he like went into a cave. Like he makes himself sound like he, you know, totally shut his phone off, went into a cave. And then he he, he comes out of it and he's like, I'm just so thankful. I'm so like a hippie almost. And I, and Hey, nothing, nothing against that, whatever you're into, but the guy is just, he is, from what I, I swear to God, if you hung out with this guy from one day to the next, you don't know what you're going to get. He's just, I feel like he he thinks he's a f- philosopher and, and maybe he is, but um, it's just, he's bizarre a little bit. He's a little bit out there. I'll say that he's a little bit out there.
0: Well, a little bit out there is, is generous. Um, I i think, you know, the longer we get longer we wait to get a decision from Rogers and his camp, I just feel like he's going to be back with the Packers Um I think if he was going to ultimately, I mean, free agency starts like mid-March, um, which is only like a couple of weeks away, two, three weeks away. So I think he would want to give the Packers like ample time to make a trade, you know, figure out what they need to do to get him off the team, figure out a package that would make sense for both sides and like be just um, for, for obviously a, a trade of that magnitude. So the longer he waits, I think the more inclined he is going to be to stay. Um, no, I think, I think the issues from last year and a couple of years ago and the whole like drafting Jordan Love situation and like not being up to snuff on the decision-making process, I think has probably all played, played its course, run its course, I should say. Um, I think he's probably more involved than he used to be. And I, I read they just hired his like old um, QB coach from like, you know, 10 years ago. Uh, he's like in his seventies now. So I think they're doing everything. The Packers are doing everything in their power to make him happy. Uh, but yeah, still very odd from from Rogers. I guess we can, you know, come to expect that at at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. I I I'm actually I'm, I'm on the flip side of the coin of you. I I think. Oh yeah. Th- this cryptic post is kind of like uh, his his way of saying goodbye. I I just don't see him. I don't I don't think he's gonna be back there. If I if I'm a betting man, I think he's out. So, um, like in this post, basically, like he thinks he even thanks, like the quarterbacks. Uh, you know in the room, uh, you know, for, you know, the much, much needed laughs. He said, uh, took a lot of stress off. Um, thankful for the daily laughs, stress relief. You guys brought me every week of the year. I love you guys. And then he says to Randall Cobb, um, a couple other guys, I'm uh, not sure, but, you know, I think it's the receiving core. He said, I, I love every moment we got to spend this year. Your love and support was overwhelming. And I cherish the friendship I have with each of you. I just feel like if he comes back after saying like just in the context of what he spoke to like all of this is like he is such a pre like we already know he's a prima donna but like this is like you couldn't you couldn't get more prima donna than than how he went about this like it was just like I said maybe he came out of that that cave a uh, changed man or whatever this cleanse was but he is like to the moon with gratitude of, of, of everybody. <laughs> in the so it, it, that might, that might talk to your point. That might say like, I'm so grateful that, you know, I work with these guys. I'm around these guys. I want to stay, you know, around these guys and stay in green Bay that, that very well might. But I mean, if, if he comes back after a post like that, it's just weird to me. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he thinks he's like the world's smartest man or I, I just don't, I don't know. Man. He, he's, he's just different. Yeah, I mean, he uh, Jeopardy
0: guy. Of course, he thinks he's the uh, smartest
1: guy in the room, smartest guy in the
0: world. Of course, man, it's it's a thing with like Green Bay. I feel like Brett Favre like went through this too. Obviously, he had he had his issues with the Packers so much so that he wanted to play for the Vikings. Ultimately, beat the Packers, which he obviously did. Um, But that that organization like is is it's almost like some of the personalities we have in the NBA, which we'll get to in a little bit. But like. It's almost like the quarterbacks there can basically walk on water, and everyone else in the organization has to do everything in their power to make them happy, or they're going to obviously like threaten to leave. You know, threaten to this, this, and that, all that, all that stuff. So, uh, you know, it's it's crazy that you know we're talking about him potentially leaving for like what feels like the second, you know, straight off season, third full year. But um, I'm I'm just hoping to we we figure out a, situ- a solution, whether it's him staying or leaving soon, because. I'm kind of tired of being, uh, you know, it being a topic of discussion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, maybe it's just my like perception on it, or it just feels like the season just ended and we're like, all right, Rogers, make a decision. Like, I definitely get it. I mean, he's a, he's a big name and he, he's quarterback, obviously probably the most important position, but um, you know, the fact that like people, I know a lot of people were criticizing him because he went on the show yesterday and he's like, I don't have a decision. And like, no, <clears throat> excuse me if I'm, if I got over puberty there, but. Uh, nothing has been <laughs> discussed Uh, nothing will be discussed today in reference to his interview yesterday is what he said on, on the show like uh, I don't know I, I'm not like you know make a decision right now like something's I think it's all for like you know there's build up to it and, and you know maybe he is like pondering decisions but like I saw like on ESPN the they're like ripping him like this guy doesn't make decisions like he's and I'm like, well, give him a little bit of time. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, it's not like Brett Favre where I was like, all right, is he playing next year? Like that, that was, and I and I love Brett Favre, but it's like, you know, it's not to that extent, I would say yet. And like, I know he pulled this yet last year and you can, you can say that, but it's just, it's a little early still in the, in the whole thing. I would say.
0: Speaking of disgruntled quarterbacks, uh, this one kind of came out of nowhere for me, Kyler Murray. Uh, obviously a great quarterback down there in Arizona. Scrubbed all mention of the Arizona Cardinals in his Instagram social media profiles. Um, this comes after he played in the Pro Bowl. Um, it was actually reported that uh, the Cardinals are just unhappy with with kind of Kyler, Kyler Murray's maturity um, and just you know his lack of professionalism. I guess in their in their loss to the Rams. Um, he like refused to go back in the game when they were getting blown out. So, like, Colt McCoy had to go in and take a few snaps. Um, so, I think that is worth watching. It seems like, you know, usually when these quarterback rifts happen, it's usually like player led. But uh, this almost seems like the, the the team are actually the ones that are kind of like telling him to, you know, shape up or else they're going to get rid of him. Um, Mike Garrett followed the NFL report of this, so did Chris Mortensen, the GOAT. Um, so, I, I don't think there's, been much said about this I think uh you know the Cardinals are probably saying externally that they're going to commit to him and whatnot but who knows what's going on behind closed doors so um this this almost feels like a Russell Wilson one from last year where like yes it came out of nowhere but like I don't think he's going anywhere um but but curious to get your thoughts on this too
1: yeah man maybe maybe it makes me sound like a like an old man when I say this but I don't get why these guys go to like their social medias to like if they have a problem with the organization, like why, why just remove them off like Instagram or Twitter, whatever it might be, like, why not have a conversation? Like maybe they have, I, you know, I don't, obviously I'm not a fly on the wall in that, in that building or anything, but it's like, I just don't understand it. I've never understood why like these guys will go to social media. Cause they know, like they know what's going to happen. Like they know reports are going to come out. They know all this controversy is going to be stirred up. Like I'm sure he didn't do it. For no, like it's not like he was just drunk and he did something stupid. Like he knew what he was getting himself into. So, um, I know he just made a post on Monday and he, he basically said all this nonsense is not what I'm about. I'm, I'm vowed to grow. I'm I vowed to this organization to grow and get better. Um, oh, so I mean, like it just doesn't make much sense to me. Like in the in the fact that like the way he went about it. Um, what what. What's his angle? Like, does he want to be back there? Does he not? Is he just saying this to make himself, like, look better and not, like, a, a cancer if he were to go to another team? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I truly expect him to be back there next year. I mean, he's only 24, and it's, you know, this is, like, his third or, third or fourth year going into. So um, I would be shocked if he's not not there. I just don't I don't get the – like, maybe the, maybe the Cardinals have a good point. Like, maybe he's immature, and, like, this is how he goes about – um, you know, a problem within the organization that he has. And he, he's going to go on social media and, and, and basically dig a bigger hole for himself. I don't know. I'm kind of confused on that. I
0: think the Cardinals and Seahawks need to do a trade one mm-hmm. for one. Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, who, who wins that trade?
1: I would, I'd probably say the Seahawks only because I mean, Russell Wilson's he's getting up there and he's been banged up a good bit. Throughout.
0: I think, I think the, I think the Cardinals win that trade.
1: Oh, Dang. I
0: think if I think the Cardinals win that trade for sure, and I like I like Kyler. I just don't think I don't think he's uh, only he's got what it takes to get it done in the big spot.
1: I mean that's that's a I mean it's fair to, Um I kind of I was like early on in the season. I mean I think everybody was was riding the Cardinals wave, and then obviously they tailored off. I almost. I'm not going to say I put it all on the coach, but this co- their coach has done that in the, in college too. Like they went five, six, <laughs> seven, and oh, and then they just absolutely shit the bed like down the stretch. And you, it's kind of like the same thing the Cardinals do. So I I don't know. But for me, the jury's still out on Kyler Murray. I, I, I'm i like – I'm 50-50 on him. I'm definitely not like he's the guy. Like he's uh, – but I'm not saying he's not either. He he, he could be the guy. It's just uh, – it's, it's kind of like – I don't know. It, time will tell with him. He, he's jury's still out for me. Yeah, I'm
0: still. So, I'm I, yeah. It's, it's a good, I'm still out on Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, uh-huh. as good of a as good of a year that they've
1: had, I don't really trust him at all. I don't think he's. I think he's probably like bottom half of the league, and co- like, I just don't think he's a good coach. Point blank, period. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. One uh, disgruntled or I guess not disgruntled anymore. I guess he just dispro- disproved that with the social media. But Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Juice Landry. I'm going to read a couple tweets here from him um, as it relates to his kind of standing with the Browns. And uh, I believe he's going to be a free agent. So um, I think the ball is kind of in Cleveland's their court to, to obviously get a deal done. But Jarvis Landry tweets. One out of two is a little thread, even though he tweeted like five times, so I'm just going to read word for word what he said. Reality behind all this is I came back to play in the best shape of my life. I got hurt week two with a high-grade MCL sprain, partial quad-tear bone bruise, then came back way too early and ended up staying hurt the entire season. You never heard me mention anything about it, tweet two out of three. Also, my immediate availability didn't happen because I was focused on getting on the field as healthy as possible during the week and after games, dot, dot, dot. A strategic plan was set in place to be followed. I put the ball in Cleveland's court by telling them I would I would like to stay, but if not, then tweet three to three. I put the ball in Cleveland's court by telling them – okay, he just fucking tweeted this again. Repeated himself. I put the ball in Cleveland's court by telling them I'd like to stay, but if not, then I'm confident enough in myself to be a better, healthy me this year and moving forward to helping do my part in a winning championship elsewhere. This grammar is phenomenal before this year i missed zero games so push y'all narrative it's noted i gave everything everything exclamation point exclamation point um sounds like i just want to play with baker mayfield is my take
1: Understood. yeah man i mean i i tried to tell you that you know way back when remember that steelers-browns game i was like baker's not gonna get it done You're, no that, that's that's besides the point uh uh, really, really, I, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Baker, with, the thing with with that whole situation to me is like Baker was banged up all year, and he and he played through all that, like nonsense. So like, I just think Baker is getting kind of like dealt. He's dealt a tough hand now. It's like everybody's shitting on him. Like it doesn't matter who it is, doesn't matter what network like you turn on. Like they're just saying he's done, he's trash, he can't do anything. And like you can, I mean, you can make the case like Odell like blossomed on the Rams this and that but when you're lined up you know you know like vice versa a a Cooper Cup like Cooper Cup's gonna get all the attention and no one's gonna really pay attention to Odell who's not what he used to be in my opinion and now he gets hurt again so like I I don't know man I get I kind of get what Jarvis Landry's saying like you know if he played through all that this and that but um to go like once again i mean he's going public with it it's i know we're kind of in that era where like people just speak their mind and and it is what it is like you're you know that's that's how it is but um i don't know i I wouldn't have me personally i I just look at it like you know if he wants a trade go in there and and tell the organization i want to be traded like baker mayfield isn't out here like i played the whole season you know banged up and that's why i played like shit like he just kind of goes about his business and and like, yeah, he's, he's lashed out the media a couple of times, but um, I don't know, man. I, I, maybe he has, like, the Odell syndrome where he's like, I saw Odell, you know, get himself out of town. Let me do the same thing. Let me play in a, a better city than Cleveland. That, that could be part of it. But uh, I'm interested to hear your take. It's just it's, – everything's just, like, public now, and, and if somebody's upset, they immediately go to, to the media. So
0: No, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it gives them, like, easy access to just – obviously vent um, and kind of push their own narrative instead of it being leaked and pulled by a media outlet or somebody else who's not as close to the situation. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like, I like Jarvis a lot. Um, I think, you know, if the Jetson have some good receiver options already, I, I definitely want them to take a crack, but um, yeah, I mean, I think the injury situation is obviously tough. I, you know, you kind of need two sides to every story here. So um, him coming back and rushing and, and playing too early, like could be could be, possible um it also just you know you know if he's saying he wants to be back I, I you know I'd have to assume they want to bring him back I mean I, I think money is obviously a, a deciding factor here they're, they're a team that you know has some good players now and they're obviously going to be spending I would assume towards towards the cap um so it's it's tough I mean it's you know it's there's always a he said she said I feel like it happens all the time especially with injuries and they kind of muddy the waters there and no one knows how much a guy actually is and is not hurt. Um, but I like Jarvis. I I think he's, uh, you know, played the game the right way. Um, obviously it's not ideal to air out your business in this manner, but maybe he just feels like he's been disrespected and, you know, people are are starting to spin his story like in their own way. And he, he kind of wanted to like write the narrative for, for himself, which I guess I can respect.
1: Hey, that's, uh, that's a mature perspective from, from Daniel. That's, you know, seeing – One
0: of the only mature perspectives you're ever going to get out of me.
1: Oh, calling himself out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey uh, – No, I get
0: it. I get what you're saying. Stick, yeah. Sticking with football, we got some breaking news.
1: Uh-oh, breaking news. Uh,
0: Troy, Troy Aikman is leaving Fox Whoa. to go to Monday Night Football on ESPN. Wow,
1: that's a bombshell right there.
0: That's a fucking bombshell. Um, I mean, it's got to mean that, like, Steve Levy had never done,
1: right? I I was just thinking that. I was like, is is he going to, like – is he basically going to talk the whole time and they're just going to, like, kiss his ass because he played and everything else? Like, I I don't know, man. I would think, like – if I'm ESPN, I I bring Peyton Manning in there. I bring Eli Manning in. I mean, maybe they keep the Manning cast and let them do whatever. But even if they just called the game, like, that would be, like – that would be awesome in my opinion, but um, you can't bring those same guys back from last year. Even if you bring in like a Troy Eggman, like they're going to like basically bring bring the show down and they're going to hold it back more so.
0: So there's there's talks of Al Michaels leaving NBC, potentially being courted by Amazon or ESPN. I feel like you cannot bring back Steve Levy, Brian Gracie Lewis. I mean, I, I think the odd man out there is – the, the first man out there is probably Lewis Riddick. I don't. Even, I don't even like the three man that mm-hmm. as it is. It feels like too collegey to me. Um, but if you're if you're bringing in a guy and Aikman's not even like my favorite out there, but he's obviously a lot better than the fucking guys that ESPN is slapping out there. But if you're if you're bringing in Aikman, I don't think you you can go with a guy like Steve Levy. Uh, I think Aikman's just gonna like overpower him. Not from like a voice perspective, just from like a cachet, football knowledge you know, personality perspective, uh, you know, I, I feel like it doesn't fit with him and Levy. I don't know.
1: I, yeah, no, I, a hundred percent. I think they have to bring in a new, like start from the bottom up and just bring in a new, a new crew altogether. If they want to, they want it to last, or if they wanted to, you know, attract viewers, like you can't bring back those guys. But my thing is also like, what's, I mean, Joe, it seems like Joe Buck is attached at the hip, at least like in the NFL, aspect of calling the games. Like he was always with Troy Eggman. So so it's like, how, how's, where's he going to go? Like, I mean, he'll probably stay at Fox, but like who, who jumps in the booth with him? Like, how's that shake out? Like I wouldn't, that's pretty big news. Like it just seems like forever it's been Joe Buck, Troy Eggman calling games. So it's going to be obviously just weird at, you know, initially, um,
0: there were, uh, there, there's chatter that Sean Payton could apparently replace Aikman at Fox.
1: Yeah, I could maybe see that. See, I, I haven't listened. I've maybe heard Sean Payton talk for like 10 minutes of my entire life. <laughs> uh, combined uh, of all his sound bites. So, I mean, maybe, uh, you know, maybe your, your boy Urban Meyer goes, goes stays in the he's NFL. Uh, stays in the NFL part of things, but calls the game. Maybe he knows what he's talking about. Wow.
0: I would never listen to, or never watch an NFL game if that <laughs> case. Just watch it on mute, actually. There you go. Um,
1: I'll, I'll ask you one thing though: Are you are you a Joe Buck hater? There's a lot of Joe Buck haters out there.
0: No, I love Joe Buck. I um, do too, man.
1: I, I I'm one of the few that does, I think.
0: I think I think I definitely prefer him for for football than I do baseball. I think. Um, there are like a lot of times in baseball where he just doesn't have like the emotion, which is kind of funny. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think he's just the, the way he's able to like break down kind of the game and, and regurgitate to the fans is like crazy, um, crazy, impressive. I, I should say um, he's just been doing it for so long. And the way he's able to like seamlessly go back and forth from baseball to football, sometimes call games in like consecutive days is like, really impressive. Um, I think at the end of the day, like, if you don't like him, it just means that, like, you know, your team probably lost a big game that he was calling, and, like, maybe he said one or two things out of turn. But um, my team's really haven't been good lately, and he doesn't do hockey. So um, I don't really have any bad memories of Joe Buck. I should, I'll say that.
1: I would love to hear him say, like, like if somebody ripped a slap shot or, you know what I mean, like, it, just any type of hockey goal that, like, you know, even somewhat exciting. Uh, really, every goal is because you know that's just how the game is. But like, I would love to hear him call a game. I'll say I should say it that way. That would be cool.
0: Yeah. No, one hundred percent. Yeah. Wanted to get that late breaking news um, over over to you all. But uh, all right, Aaron, where, where do we go from Do we talk a little basketball, maybe?
1: Hey, man, I'm 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 all for it. Let's go to the hardwood.
0: Let's do it. Um, hardwood to. Hard-headed individual, maybe. Um, oh. our, guy, our guy LeBron James, uh, back in the news, because he can't seem to stay out of the headlines these days, um, was talking over All-Star weekend to someone in the athletic um, and basically said that wherever his son, uh, currently I think I a sophomore or junior in high school, wherever his son ends up in the NBA, um, LeBron's last season, he guarantees that he will play with his son no matter where he is, which, A... Begs the question of how can you just like how are they gonna want you to play for the team, first of all? Um, you know, let's say it's like Golden State and it's like Steph Curry, fucking Clay Thompson, fucking Bronny James and LeBron. Like, are they gonna want you? Probably not. Uh B, you're basically just like screwing over whatever team he currently has, you know, is on at the time, whether that be the Lakers or somebody else. And C, uh, you got a lot to worry about, pal, for this season. Um, you got Russell Westbrick, fucking bricking shots left and right. You got Anthony Davis who's hurt. Uh, you got a roster who's average age of 95 and you can't seem to win a goddamn game. So maybe focus on the task at hand before we talk, you know, three or four years down the road.
1: Uh, there's nothing better than LeBron James' criticism and, and nothing better than Daniel Kurt's giving it to you. That, that's <laughs> um, it's like music. That's a symphony to my ears. Um, but – Uh, yeah I mean it's kind of crazy he just comes out and says that I mean I look at it in the perspective of like I'm sure a team would want it if they're like an Oklahoma City that that's been rumored like they have two two first round picks Um, I don't know man if you're like a smaller market team and you're not really in the mix of competing for the chip I'd say not a bad idea excuse me not a bad idea uh, to just pick up LeBron for a year. I mean, you're going to sell a shit ton of jerseys. You're probably going to, you know, might sell out the entire season, especially his son and him playing together. But, um, it's just funny to me. He's like, look, I don't, I don't care what your team situation is. Like I'm coming to your team, whether you like it or not. It's kind of how I take it. Um, and that's, I mean, that's LeBron James in a nutshell, but, uh, it's, it, I don't know. I, I hope a team like refuses to take him. That would be like the funniest thing ever. <laughs> um, and he's just like butthurt all year um, because like you said, I mean, the Lakers are, are uh, just a dumpster fire to say the least. I, I knew once he signed Russell, like it was, he, he's a guy, like, if you, if you have a fantasy basketball team, I'm sure you want him because he's uh, maybe not even this year, but normally he's a stat machine, but um, you're never, I just, he's never going to win a chip. I don't think I, I, you know, they had, they probably had the best chance when they had like the big three in OKC with him and Duran and, and James Harden back in the day. It's just, he, he his efficiency is just horrible. Like he, even if he scores 40 points, like he took a million shots, he, you know, threw up how many air balls turned turned the ball over 50 times. Like he's just, I, I, I like the guy in the, in the fact that no one probably plays harder you know, possession to possession uh, than him, but he is just—he's all over the place. He's not a—he's not a winner, and he's just not. So, um, yeah, they—they they, Lebron has more—more more to worry about than playing with his son. That time will will come, and you know that's down the road. But I mean, this season is a shit show for the.
0: I mean, is his son even like good? Like I have no idea. Like i, I feel like I, you hear about like you—you you know, your Zion Williams. Zion Williamson's, like, your fucking LeBron James, obviously, like, your your, uh, Ben Stimmons, like, you hear about these guys two or three years out um, from obviously being, like, stud rookies. Like, I feel like I haven't heard shit about him being good.
1: I've seen, like, clips, whether that's, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Obviously, they're showing, like, his best clips. Uh, I mean, I've seen him dunk a couple times. Like, I I don't know, though, man. I I, To say he's going to be, as much as I don't like LeBron, I know he's achieved a lot and, like, he's a generational, generational type talent. Like to say his son's going to be, I, I, you know, who God only knows, but um, I'm sure he won't be like a scrub, but he's going to be LeBron James. I, I don't know.
0: Hey, uh, LeBron is over here talking about his son, Meg I mean, LeBron is basically LeVar Ball right now with, with obviously a <laughs> and, stellar and NBA career.
1: The That's the best part, part about it. Like he's, he's playing and he's like, yeah, let's talk about my son, not, Anthony Davis, not, you know, I mean? I mean, I'm sure he is, you know, but it's like he, he's bringing the, the focal point to his son. It's kind of, it's just funny. It's it's bizarre, but, um, yeah, I guess the Lakers don't have much good to talk about.
0: I mean, it's crazy. Like, focus on your team, dude. I know I said it before, but, like, your team's, like, under 500 right now, and you're, I think you're, like, on the cusp of the playoff spot. Like, focus on your fucking squad. <laughs>
1: Tell him, man. Tell
0: him. I'm still a LeBron guy, though. Don't get that twisted. I don't know. Man. When they win the title this year, I'll be back on my LeBron stand. <laughs> I th- uh, MJ stole the show in Cleveland,
1: though. From what I hear, I, didn't, I honestly didn't see a minute
0: of the All-Star Game weekend. But... No, I don't know. I saw a couple of clips of him making the rounds. Uh, it was pretty cool. They brought back the, uh, I guess it was top 75 players. Um, and I, I, Most of them, I think, were in Cleveland, so um yeah it was pretty cool it was like a mix of like today's you know massive stars with like your you know your dirk jason kidd like the guys that we grew up with and then obviously your old dudes like you know jerry west you know bill walton you know have a check guys like that so i I thought it was like pretty cool uh but yeah i guess i think like jordan was just like drunk as shit like apparently he came from a nascar race um and was just like running around fucking Bullshitting with people, he challenged Magic Johnson to a one-on-one, which would be hilarious. Must see TV. Um, Why don't they- as ex- as expected, though, I think he, the goat's always gonna steal a show.
1: Oh, be careful throwing that goat turn around, man. So oh, I'm him.
0: sorry. I was talking about LeBron. Can you oh! still talk about Jordan? Wow.
1: Shots <laughs> are being fired on the show, man. Put put your shields up. Yeah. Hey, if
0: LeBron wins the title. In Cleveland with his son at like age 40. How is he not the GOAT?
1: If, uh, I mean, how much is he contributing though? Is he just, is, is he throwing in 26, 8, and 8, or is he
0: just, just out. it out? He's probably throwing in like 16, 4 and 2. <laughs> uh, with, uh, I don't even know who's on that team. I guess like Darius Garland or like, what's that, what's that point guard's name?
1: Sexton. Locking. I like his, Sexton.
0: Sexton. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, the best like, player on that team though is uh Osmond, Osman. The GOAT. I don't
1: even know that name,
0: man. He <laughs> I only know him because he was a he was a rookie like LeBron's last year there. And LeBron LeBron always has a rookie he takes under his wing. Like this year it's that kid Austin Reeves. Um he can play. He can play. The only one who can play is, is Westbrook, but <laughs> kind He's of good. important when your point guard can't play. Yeah. Yeah, he
1: looks like a rookie out there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, Aaron, off off the rails there, but always a good time. Um, where do we want to go from here?
1: Uh, we can go back. We can go back to baseball. Um, we can back, do... back,
0: back, 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 back. How
1: about you know what? How about we? How about we go to the ice? We'll we'll go to another like winter winter style sport. We'll, we'll do that.
0: Let's go to the ice. What do we want to talk
1: about? What's what's going on, on the ice? How the fly? How the Flyers doing on the ice, Aaron? Dude, honestly, if if, if I. And, and I go back and forth with this. Like if I were to pick a team, I, um close friend of mine was a Penguins fan growing up. I don't know if I can – if I probably shouldn't do that, but I, I do watch the Penguins. I I respect Crosby a whole lot. I just always – I don't know. have a, uh, spot, a soft spot for him. But, dude, Flyers are – they're on a five-game skit again. Um, I, I don't – maybe they won. They played St. Louis yesterday. I doubt they won, but I don't know if they – I don't know who won that game. I'll be honest with you.
0: Uh, spoiler alert: They lost four to one.
1: Oh, see there, you doesn't surprise me. Um, you know, I, I think, like the, like we could talk about if you want. Um, obviously, New York Rangers are 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 hot, are good. Uh, but like Calgary is a crazy interesting team to me, and uh, Edmonton's yep. disappointing season is is another another thing that that. Is interesting to me. I, wherever you want to take it, though, I, I've I've been keeping up as best as my ability with it. No,
0: yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it out west, there to the Pacific, up in uh, Alberta. Shout out to the boys at fourteen twenty. Uh, yeah, oh. Calgary's a, a wagon. They're in wagon territory right now. Um, I think they're coming off like an eleven twelve uh, game win streak, if I'm not mistaken. And Edmonton uh, is somehow clinging on to third place in that division. They so they start out every season like on fire because no one can really catch up with Connor McDavid, Drysidle, et cetera. But then their goaltending and defense usually gets figured out right around this time and then they start a polar plunge uh, down the standing. So this year is no different. Uh, they just fired their coach Tippett uh, because like you know, they want some fresh blood, they need to change in the locker room, low culture shift, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's getting to the point where McDavid and Dry are just clear cut first and second best players in the world, but somehow the team doesn't even sniff getting close to anywhere deep in the playoffs. Um, Goaltending has always been an issue uh, and defense is, has always been an issue. I think the and same thing with the flyers, they've been a good goalie, in, you know, since Vietnam. So uh, this, this league it's, it's back in the day, you could obviously get away with, not Having a good goaltender when you know you, your guys like Gretzky were, were flying around there putting in five goals a night because the goalies are basically non existent and you and teams are putting up seven eight a night collectively. Uh, but but nowadays, if you don't have a good goalie, and you look at the Tampa Lightning, they have arguably one of the best goalies in the league. Andre Vasilevsky, they won the cup the last couple of years. The Rangers, believe it or not, uh, will have the best goalie in the league this year, he's going to win goalie of the year. That's the i mean. If you ever wanted a free bet, I would bet um, Igor Shosturkin is his name from Russia uh, to win the Vezina Trophy, which is the trophy for best goalie. That is a lock of the century. I already have a future on it. Uh, I'm dead serious, Aaron. Like, if you want to lock something up like that, that's the absolute lock. There's 30 games left in the season. He's, you know, far and away running away with his trophy. I swear to God. Um, I don't even know what I was – yeah, Oilers. Sorry, Oilers. Yes. Yes. Got off a tangent there, yeah. They're they're in opposite wagon territory. It's a shame because Conor McDavid is so so much fun to watch. Uh, to me, the best player I've ever seen. Um, you know, take the ice and hopefully they can figure it out soon. But it's definitely not going to be you know this season.
1: Dude, don't, I don't want to. I don't want to mess either your odds up or or your team's chances in the postseason. So if I were to put that bet in, he'd probably
0: get hurt. No, dude, bet it. I swear to God, it's a, it's a lock. Let me. I, the odds probably aren't that good anymore. I'm going to
1: check no. it now. I, yeah, plus 130. I'm on DraftKings with plus 130. I mean, still, I mean, there's – Dude,
0: do it. Lock it in.
1: You know what I'm really mad at, and this is completely different, but I I was like Bryce Harper is going to win that NL MVP uh, last year. I just had a feeling. Like he was he was on fire right before the All-Star break and then yeah, obviously comes back and just annihilates the baseball in the second half, and he was like plus – at least two thousand at one point um yeah you know, when I was looking at it and I and I you know got scared and didn't do it or became hesitant and didn't do it so um no I, I'll take your word for that I know the Rangers like you said are an absolute wagon an absolute uh powerhouse so far this year and hopefully that continues obviously for your sake um yeah I think like dry sidle, i watched a couple of others games like he is he's filthy obviously Connor Mcdavid's been good for quite some time. Um Yeah. Without a goalie though, like, as you know, it's kind of like having a bad quarterback. Like if you don't have a good goalie, I mean, you, you're, you're in for some, you're in deep shit. And then in, to not have a good defense on top of it, like the Oilers are just dysfunctional. I, you know, the more and more I learn and watch and, and, you know, just kind of keep up with it. They've kind of faltered for quite some time, even though they've had, you know, good rosters, uh good squads. So it's, That's a, to me, that's an organizational problem at that point. Like if it goes on like that for so long, um, you know, what's, is it, they just want superstars so they can sell seats Um, or is it like, you know, an issue of just like being inept and making bad decisions? I don't know. Um, But yeah, I mean, Calgary, what they, they plucked their coach off from, from the street basically like he used to coach and then they're like, here you go.
0: Yeah. No, they're, uh, they're crazy. Um, yeah. They got a lot of good players there. Johnny hockey. I think we talked about them a couple weeks ago, but um, I, I think they're that division is like kind of weak. Um, so I think they'll end up, uh, what are they at right now? They're uh, yeah, they're, they're leading the division over Vegas right now with a couple games in hand too. So and Vegas just got uh Jack Eichel back, which is crazy, but yeah, Daryl, Daryl Sutter, um, he coaches the Flames right now. He was coaching, He coached the Kings back when they beat the Rangers in the cup back in 2014 and then coached them also in 2012. So he was uh, on the street, as Aaron said, and came back and is now, uh, you know, done wonders with that squad because last year they certainly were not this good, but uh, just crazy. how One little change there in in the big chair can make a whole hell of a difference.
1: Yeah. 100%. I mean, like you said, I mean, from what I heard as well, like their roster was very similar last year to this year. And, they take a tremendous leap. Um, if you were to, to pick a team to win, no bias included, like, you know, maybe you think the Rangers do pull it off. Who, who do you, who do you think has it this year? Like gut feeling under your head?
0: Yeah. Uh, it's right a good question. I'm going to, yeah, it's, it's, it's obviously, I mean, they're, they're, they have the most points are now in the league, but um, I'm going to say the Colorado avalanche. Um and last year they were going to the playoffs. They were my pick to win too, but um, you know, they obviously ended up faltering to, to Vegas, but uh, it, it, in hockey, it usually takes a couple of years for your team to win. You have to go through some tough playoff losses. You look at a team, like the, the lightning, they had the best record far and away um, in the NHL one year, and ended up getting swept in the first round by Columbus and then um, have gone back to back. So uh, I think it's, it's Colorado's time. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, arguably the second and third best player in the NHL. Gabriel Landeskog, um, their captain, has been there. The Swedish Rocket is insane. Miko Rantanen uh, is crazy. Devontae. like I could, I could go on and on. Nazam Kadris having a I could go on and on about this team. Um, the coach, Jared Bednar, is phenomenal. Um, phenomenal goaltending as well. I think top to bottom, this team just kind of does it for me. Um, so they're, they're certainly my team out of the West. Um, it's funny. The, the East is so much better this year. Um, the, the top so, – so Colorado's leading the league in points are now second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, and seventh are all teams from the East. So the gap of Western Conference teams goes from the, the Colorado Avalanche at one and the Flames all the way down to eighth. So um, the East is so good this year, which obviously sucks for the Rangers, but um, Florida and Carolina are, are my two picks. I think if we get those two teams, hopefully – um, in a playoff round at some point this season would be great um, right now they have 75 and 74 points respectively Rangers Rangers have, have beaten Florida twice this season but got blown out by Carolina so um, both those teams are, are nasty and have you know great players in their own right um, but I, I think just to make my pick I, I'd probably have to go with the just based off of they had some adversity last year uh, you know they were the betting favorite then with Tampa going in hit some adversity and um, they certainly haven't skipped a beat and hopefully learned from their loss last year.
1: Yeah, I mean, Colorado is an absolute wagon as, as well. Like I've seen them rattle off like seven, eight um, you know, games where it's like they're just scoring goals at will. I mean, they have good goalie play, it seems like. Um, obviously I'm not I'm not, not up to par with Daniel's knowledge. Um, the names, the names you throw out, I do know at least most of the names, most of those guys I've seen, you know have an understanding um, of that. But, yeah, like the Carolinas, the Rangers of the world, the Avalanche, Tampa Bay is not something that slouch at Obviously, they, they won it last year. Like, there's a lot of – there's a lot of, like, really good – not a lot, but the, these really good teams, I don't think there's a big margin between, like, all of them. You know what I mean? Across the board, it's – these these very, very good teams are – are would be a tight contest, I think, going into the postseason.
0: No, it's, it's razor thin. Um, and it's to the point, you know, we talked about parody earlier in, in hockey and it's one of my favorite things. I mean, I, I would, if you told me any of the teams in the top 10, maybe top you know 12 um, could win the cup, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and hopefully that rings true for my Rangers. Cert- certainly sitting there in sixth in the league, got a couple of games in hand over, over Schittsburg. So hopefully we get by these guys, you know, pretty quickly here soon, but uh, yeah. I'm hoping very much so the Rangers get a long you know, kind of playoff run. The, the trade deadline's coming up. The NHL does it a little differently. They do it a little bit closer to the playoffs. So I'm hoping the Rangers snag a couple of guys that can help them, obviously, take it to the next level. But I think either way, all these teams are looking for playoff position jockeying there. So um, there's going to be a lot of movement, especially with teams looking to sell guys for picks and, and younger players and whatnot. So a lot of storylines coming up big in the NHL, hopefully here soon in the next couple of weeks. Beautiful, uh, Aaron. What? What else? What else we got? Is that it? We want to close out, or you got something else for us? What are, what are we going to do? Um, we could
1: go. We could go back to the uh, back to the diamond, as they say. I think. Let's do it. Yeah, with with baseball, obviously. I, I think getting into like the Hall of Fame class, or or just getting into like un- unanimous MVP discussion. That, that's something we could touch on.
0: Yeah. Um, let's do it. So we were Aaron and I were, were kind of milling around the Hall of Fame stuff um, earlier. There's only been one player in MLB history who has gotten unanimous vote into the Hall of Fame. Aaron, who do you think that is?
1: You even told me off air, and I'm drawing yeah, I'm shit. Sad. Did I?
0: Oh, I didn't realize that. <laughs> um, Trust me, that's okay.
1: Pathetic. I'm 25 with with you know short term memory loss. Bad. It
0: is uh it is
1: the GOAT, Mariano Rivera. That's right. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't even guess that. I mean, n- not to take anything away from him, but I mean, it's baseball has so much history. It's like, I probably would have guessed like Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, somebody, home run hitter.
0: Yeah, no, you would obviously think that. Uh, and you'd be right in, in taking that. But yeah, Mariano Rivera is the only one. Um, Derek Jeter missed it by one vote. Um, and Ken Griffey missed it by three votes. Fucking <clears throat> Hank Aaron missed it by nine votes which is insane to me i mean babe ruth missed it by 11 votes which makes absolutely i mean the fact that you had 225 people voting for the hall of fame in 1936 uh i i don't even think there were 235 baseball fans back then you have 236 people fucking voting for the hall of fame makes zero sense to me this is this is a crazy list to me um pedro martinez not getting 50 votes Joe DiMaggio being after Jim Tomey is embarrassing. Mickey Mantle being after Jim Tomey is embarrassing. Sandy Koufax was 344 for 396. Makes no sense. Yogi Berra only getting 85%. I know, I know 75% is always a lot. I just don't know how you – I mean, look at a guy like Mariano Rivera. I don't know how you – I mean, there's 425 – Voters, I don't know how you have that many voters for for the Hall of Fame. Just keep it to like a committee, like the NFL does, and, and call it a day.
1: I feel like baseball always has to be like they complicate the living hell out of everything, and that might be part of the reason. Like you have all these problems now. Like, not saying they should dumb it down and make it you know elementary, but like in a case like this, like look for over four hundred people. Like, how many of these people are just purely a, a you know extremely opinionated? And like there's gotta be at least a, a demographic of those people that are just, you know, I not I'm not going to vote for him because he played in this era or like, I'm going to, you know, there's so many aspects. I'm sure these guys look into like, and, and to me, like, you know, maybe it's the bloody sock game reminds me of it so much. And, but yeah, I mean, Kurt Schilling is an, like, to me, Kurt Schilling is a of Famer, Like he, he had those postseason moments. He, he should have won a Cy Young. I don't, Maybe he did. I can't. I'm drawing a blank on that. But with the Diamondbacks, like he was right behind. If if Randy Johnson didn't exist, he would have been like the guy. And then um, had dominant years with the Phillies. Uh, obviously, like I said, the bloody sock game. I and I don't. I think he completely missed Hall of Fame uh, altogether. I think I've read that it's his, it was his last year on the ballot. Like to me, that guy's a Hall of Famer. Like I, not first ballot, no. But I, to, for for that, I don't know. I it's mind blowing it's I mean you, david Ortiz gets in I think obviously the 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 steroid rumblings you know that you can make a case for that um I don't know man it just seems like certain guys they like and certain guys they don't i don't I, I don't quite get it. and and like you said I think having that many people is a fucking disaster i mean
0: yeah um it it makes no sense to me there's old heads like Tom Ferducci from Sports Illustrated and the whole steroids debate and things like that. Like Barry Bond should, should be in. It makes no sense to me. Kurt Schilling, as much of an asshole as he is, should be in. It, it almost seems like the guys who, you know, kiss up to the media um, and obviously have like a squeaky clean off the field, you know, life you always get in, which makes no sense to me. It should be about on the field play. Um, and, and, and steroids are a part of the fabric of, of baseball. Um, baseball as, as, as a whole turned a blind eye to it for a long, long time and essentially allowed it, they knew it was happening, but allowed it to make, I mean, the game was obviously way more exciting. Now, you know, Aaron mentioned guys like Don Mattingly, not even thinking, you know, the game is interesting now because there's so many strikeouts and the games are so low scoring and take forever. Um, it just makes no sense to me. Those guys just aren't in because a couple of, you know, stuck up reporters don't, you know, don't think they should be makes no sense to me.
1: I don't know. I don't know what the voting criteria exactly looks like in the NFL, but like 75% of the vote on a 400 some odd people like it. it it's, it's going to be tough. I mean, some of these guys, like that would similar, I'll say like similar, to like career accomplishments in the NFL, like parallel that to the MLB. If you, if you know what I mean, like compare somebody, okay. If they played baseball, they look like this. I think, the guy in the NFL makes the, the, the hall of fame and the guy in the MLB is on the outside looking in. I think it's harder to make the MLB hall of fame than it, than it would be the NFL, at least in today's era or in today's voting.
0: Yeah. According to, uh, you know, Richard Sherman, it's participation trophy to get into the hall of fame, of the NFL <laughs> this year. So maybe they should adopt the MLB rules.
1: There, I mean, somewhere in the middle gotta be the, to me, gotta be the sweet spot. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I think Kirk Schilling is, is one of those guys that like to me it was his last year on the on the ballot. He should have been in. Now like you bring up the steroid thing. It's hard. I don't know. Like to me, I can't I know they turned a blind eye to it, but like how are the how much are these stats inflated due to steroids? You know what I mean? Like for certain like 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 a Barry Bonds, for example. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's tough. Like that's see that's another problem with baseball though they didn't they didn't address the issue and they let it they let it go and go and manifest and it's just it's bad now it it, now it's there'll always be a a a dark cloud over the MLB for that always
0: always man it's crazy (laughs) um
1: all right Aaron well that's great great banter back
0: and forth always love I mean heavy heavy MLB show today which is obviously great um Gotta love our guys in the diamond, as as Aaron said. But uh, why don't you uh, why do you take us and the and the listeners home, Aaron?
1: Yeah, we're uh, we're obviously trying to be creative with the with the topics, and you know appreciate everybody tuning in still, and, and you know keeping up with us. We're uh, without obviously football going on and, and baseball in flux. It's a little bit difficult, but um, we'll continue to to you know bring you as much creativity as we possibly can.
0: Love it. Take us home.